All right. How are you getting on? Bloody some lad out there on a bike who really wants people to know he's on a bike. Vroom! The ding, 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 ding. I'm not doing the crazy frog again. Do you hear him there? What is it with boys and motorcycles? Why do boys always try and dress like a wasp when they're on their motorcycles? People dress like bees. If you got a bike, more than likely you got an outfit that makes you look like a fucking bee. Jerry Seinfeld on the bike. You dressed like a bee. Bzzz. Well, why don't you just buzz off? You're pissing us off. <laughs> How you doing? How's things? Tony Cantwell here. How you doing? How are you feeling now? We got a roadmap, huh? Hey, you guys looking forward to your haircuts on July fucking 20th, eh? All you lads used to call T. David, that's me, by the way, used to call me. All, I guarantee you, right, there's a lad right now who saw, fuck, he was swiping through lad Bible, saw some lad with an elastic band around his head, thought, oh yeah, you just shave up to the band and then you move it up and then you can do a fade line. There's a lad now sitting with the worst haircut in Leinster, right? Who I know for a, I know for a fact there's some lad who used to call me a hippie sitting there with one of them shitty ball cuts and fucking who's having the last la la la, yeah? Who? Okay, okay, boom, ka, boom, ba, boom, ka, boom, boom, ba, ka, boom, ba, boom, ka. Hey, bro, you got your hair cut. You look like a mutt. You look like a mangy dog. Hog, eat my hog. Don't you dare look at me with a slog. I don't know what it means, but I know that I'll keep on creaming because I got the last laugh, you twat. I got long hair down to my bare ass, and you have horrible hair. You went on lad Bible and you tried to get the bowl cut. And, uh, same, th same thing. It's just the same thing. Um, But we got the roadmap, huh? Ma? <laughs> Ma'am? <laughs> we got the roadmap. Um, so what are you? So what are you? <laughs> so look, we got the roadmap. People are getting a bit loosey-goosey, you know. I'm walking out on the street. People on the street. Not being two meters. People on the street. Da-da-dee-da-dee-da-dee-das. Wearing a dee-das, dee-das, dee-das. People on the street. Not in two meters. <laughs> People on the street. Wearing a D-Das, D-Das, D-Das. It's the terror of knowing what this world is about. Anyway, um, what's 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 the roadmap saying? What's the bloody... This mic's too loud in my ears. Um, football is back <laughs> on phase one. This is like this is like the shittest Marvel phase, right? Like, so what... what this is the... the this is the, the Iron Mans, right? The Thors. Captain America, right? The first Avenger. Um, outdoor public sports amen um, amenities, such as football, will be reopened. Uh, um, you can meet up with four friends and family. Now, that's going to be interesting. The new Bebo, right? The new MySpace. Who's in your top eight? Well, guess what? Top four, right? Top four. Who are you putting in, who are you putting in your COVID top four? And that, that that doesn't include family, right? Where is it? Uh, four friends. Oh, four friends and family from other households outdoors while maintaining strict social distancing, right? So that's in three weeks. In three weeks, you're going to be picking your three, four best mates. No, three. And this is what's going to be interesting, right? You'll, you might pick three. Maybe like, okay, Darren, um, Rob, 
Um, and these are my cousins. Kevin, right? Um, so you pick Darren, Rob, and Kevin, right? What if Darren doesn't pick you? Like, what, what, you know, we're going to have to be... And where do you list the names? Do you know what I mean? Well, I had Darren... Sorry, man. I couldn't be fucking out hanging out with you. Sorry, man. It's just I have these three absolute brazers who want to meet up. So there's going to be lads being like, no, I'm not meeting up with any of my friends or family. I'm not going to see me, ma. I haven't got me whole, right? I haven't got me whole in 60 days. So I'm meeting up with bloody Carrie, Samantha, and Charlotte, man. You know, Sex and City. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm riffing here. I'll tell you why I'm riffing, right? Because I recorded this podcast um, last week. Okay, I mean, I'll get into it, right? Um, I recorded this podcast last week. The topic of today's podcast is conspiracy theories, right? And I recorded this, as I keep fucking saying, last week. And I thought, right, well, things are changing so quickly in this COVID thing that I'm not going to record the intro then. I'm going to record the intro the day before, right? Now, what's mad, right, is... And I also thought, there, you know, the Taoiseach was going to... You know, and wasn't he brilliantly? And wasn't he brilliant, ladies and gentlemen? You know, I don't see him for a couple of days, and I'm like, this fucking guy, he gutted the health system, he blah, 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 the homelessness, and blah, 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 in my head, right? And then I see him, and I'm like, oh, wasn't he very good? Oh, jeez, wasn't he very good? Um, Owen Murphy, have you seen pictures of him? Look, this isn't a politics podcast, but he looks like bloody Tom Hanks and Castaway. He's grown a big, massive, ruggy, ruggedy, ruggedy beard. And I think there should be more beards. I was actually stopped by the guard. I was stopped by the guardy, and the guard had a beard. I'm like, I haven't fucking seen a guard with a beard. And I was like, you could tell me to do am, you know? I often thought that when Nick Clegg was in politics with David Cameron, was you know, the Lib Dems were in with the Conservatives, right? Uh, and they had a coalition, and obviously, you know, Nick Clegg set the, what are they called, Lib Dems back years because of this whole there will be no fees there will be no fees we will promise no fees and then he had to be like yeah sorry just fees for 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 school for college right i always thought when he walked out right and they're like you know co-fucking prime ministers right because david cameron was so much taller i always thought if nick clegg just grew a beard right because he just looks like david cameron but he looks like a mini me david cameron and it just doesn't sit if he had a beard it would have been like now hang on david should we shut up for a second what's this guy with the beard have to say you're bringing in fees. That's all right. Must be a reason for it. He's got a beard. You know? Um. Anyway, I'm all over the place. So I recorded this podcast last week, as I keep saying, right? And I thought, right, I'm going to pick three conspiracy theories that kind of tickle my fanny. You know, tickle my fancy, right? Um. And one of which is, um, I, one I've brought up a couple of times, is the queen being a lizard, right? The cons- Which is a conspiracy theory authored by... um by a man called David Icke, right? I brought up David Icke a couple of times on the podcast. Um I ha- he's got a lot of theories, right? I'm mostly into his ones that kind of revise the history of the human race, which I find very interesting as I talk about in the podcast here for me, it's just like reading a Norse, you know, uh, you know, a Norse mythology or Greek mythology kind of kind of uh, you know, a book or something like that or just a revisionist history. I'm always into that, right? So I talk about some of them in the in the podcast, right? He he was in the news recently, um, because he said that the coronavirus isn't real and that it's a cover up for the rollout of five G, which has been proven to hurt people, right? Um to affect the immune system, right? I do not believe that. I just want to make that clear, right? 
I do not want I, I I do not believe that. In fact, I I I did do a bit of research on it, but I forgot to bring it up in the podcast. I'm gonna very quickly go through this, right? Just so you know that I'm not behind this whole, you know, coronavirus is a cover up for 5G. I'm gonna dispel a couple of things really quickly here. One, right? People say the coronavirus started in Wuhan, where they rolled out the 5G networks for the first time. Incorrect. They rolled it out in South Korea, they rolled it out in the US, they rolled it out in various parts of Europe, and especially even in the US, you can watch videos of tech reviewers, people like Marcus Brownlee, um, who went out to places like I don't know, Rhode Island or Maine or wherever it was, um, who had the first 5G towers, right? So that was rolled out way before Wuhan, okay? Uh, another one was that Africa has avoided the coronavirus uh, because they don't have 5G. That theory has obviously not aged particularly well. Africa's not doing great. Similarly, in Italy, um, they don't have any rollout of 5G or at least very little rollout of 5G and there's a, a particularly high death toll there. One is 5G can affect the immune system. There is no proof. There have been thousands of studies done on humans, on rats, on mice, and it has not affected any of them. People say, oh, well, it's got the same kind of uh, frequency as a microwave. It can cook your brain. Well, yes, that is true that it's the same frequency. However, it uses 700 watts. Um, or a microwave rather is 700 watts a phone will emit only one watt and a microwave is directed from four different parts in a one small thing and a phone just is dispersed it's the exact opposite direction right so look i do not believe that the coronavirus is a cover-up for 5g that for whatever reason i forgot to mention that in the podcast so i want to cover that up now what i will say is though there has been a lot of backlash about people talking about 5g and i'm suspicious of that right and the reality is David Icahn has now been, I don't, I, I, I think you're getting into, I, this isn't particularly going to be funny, right? It's not like heavy or anything like that, but I like to keep these intros light. But just, just as, a, as a heads up before this podcast, right? Um, he was deplatformed, right? He basically had a million subscribers on his YouTube channel. And that's gone. That's been deleted. And he's been told he can never get a YouTube channel again. And it's been on the grounds of him saying that the coronavirus isn't real, right? But there was a lot more other information on that. And I just, I'm this. I'm not going to get into a debate about censorship and deplatforming, right? Um, I think when you sign up for something like YouTube that you're making money off, that is a corporation. If there's terms and conditions, it's fucking buyer beware. It's whatever you sign up for. There are other mediums to get your message out that aren't as good. You know, yes, there probably should be some sort of provisions in place to make sure that there isn't a corporation when it gets that big that has a monopoly over communication which youtube almost does to some degree right but you know they talk about free speech like even it comes up in um in uh there's a scene in normal people right fucking own real show by the way i'll talk about that in future episodes um when it's all out um but there's one where connell Young Connell from Sligo is there in Trinity College. He's there in the first week. And some lad's like saying, oh, we're going to have a neo-Nazi in here to debate. And Connell's like, why are you fucking giving this guy a platform? And it's like, oh, it's free speech. And, you know, I anyone has the right, if they own the platform, they have the right to decide. They do, unfortunately, the right to decide what goes on that platform. But there's a lot of fucked up shit on Facebook. Uh, and a lot of fucked up shit on YouTube. I mean, that don't fuck with cats. That was a video that was on YouTube or on Facebook. They saw that on Facebook, you know, that led them to this kind of organization. So I, but if it comes to a point where David Icke starts getting arrested for his ideas, then I'm completely opposed. I'm opposed to him being censored, to be perfectly honest. I don't know necessarily what I believe in censorship, right? 
I don't believe I'm not kind of black and white on full censorship. I think if anyone is saying anything to promote a message of genuinely hurting someone, if someone is out and saying basically go and hurt someone, they should be stopped, right? And that's where you can kind of get into the Nazi thing. You know, you always go to extremes when people talk about censorship. They're like, well, would you, or you believe in free speech, right? Would you allow a Nazi walk down fucking Grafton Street, you know? Well, no, because what's the message behind Nazism, right? It's a message of, it's a message of hurt. It is, right? So when you can, when you can link something back to someone's actual health and harm, I think you have a, there's an argument to be made that they shouldn't be having a platform. And so by saying that the coronavirus isn't real, is it dangerous, right? And I don't abide by it. And I don't think that you should be... I think you should have those videos taken down. And, and maybe David Icke should have... Obviously, he wouldn't. This guy, he believes that he is spitting in the face of, you know, the, the Illuminati. He's not going to take a video down, right? But I do find it interesting that now... If I had recorded this podcast today and I have two of his conspiracy theories in this episode that I derived from his YouTube channel, I wouldn't have anything to go by and this podcast wouldn't exist. All right, I wouldn't be getting these very dumb conspiracy theories, again, which of which I don't necessarily believe, but I just find it interesting that he has been deplatformed and had I recorded this any later, I wouldn't have this information and you wouldn't be hearing this. So, you know, it is interesting. And I do mention this in the podcast, right, uh, that people who give out, people who give out about people giving out about 5G, I'm suspicious of that. Even if it's just linked with the coronavirus, I totally get that, right? If you're saying, if you're very angry that people are saying that the 5G causes the coronavirus and that is perpetuating an idea that people can go out and hang out and spread this thing, then I'm totally not on board with that. But if people are giving out about people being suspicious of putting a million masts up all around the world, beaming out a kind of frequency, you know, I think people have a total right to say, um, I don't want you building an extension out your back garden because it's going to bother me. And I don't want you building fucking masts on the street that are emitting radiation. Right. I think you're totally within your right. So I'm suspicious when people freak out about people being critical of 5G. Right. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, look. I keep it light. I keep it fluffy. I am not getting put deep into p p politics. I'm not getting deep into politics. I'm not getting deep into censorship. I'm not getting deep down the rabbit hole, really, right? I chat shit for a living. And thank you very much that I do get to do this for a living. I chat shit for a living. I'm just having a bit of fun, right? But if some of the ideas tickle your fancy, then fucking go for it. Anyway, what am I talking about? I do find, I just do find it interesting, right? He's at that... He, I don't think he should have been deplatformed. In, in an ideal world, I think he should be able. We should all, in well, no, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know. I was about to say we should all be educated enough to know how to be critical in the information that we get. But then you have people going out and saying, you know, coronavirus isn't real. It's a difficult one to to look at, but I do find it interesting the fact that if he had been deplatformed earlier. Or if I had recorded this podcast any later, I wouldn't because I wasn't going to fucking read a book. You joke me. I get all my information from YouTube. OK, I'm a millennial. Did you see that they've actually changed? They've changed the definition of millennial. Actually, I'll leave you with this very quickly. Well, I'm not leaving you anywhere. You're going to hear an hour long podcast now. But um, yeah, millennial is now um, 1981 to 1996. A Gen Xer is 1965 to 1980. Then millennial, 1981 to 1996. And a post-millennial is 97 to uh, 
21. So there you have it. So um, I know my pal Kevin McGarren would love to believe that he's a Gen Xer. Well, <laughs> you're shit out of luck, pal. You're a bloody millennial like me and all the boys. Anyway, sure. Wrap your tinfoil hat up. You're late, you're late. For a very important date. Down the rabbit hole on Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. It's Ah, lovely. Ah, lovely stuff there. Nice little schmack of the lips to kick it off. A schmack of the lips and a moment on the hips, as they say in the Netherlands. Uh, I've been there. I know what they say. So don't uh, say I'm... Although, that does remind me, right? We When I was interrailing, when I was like 18, uh, interrailing when I was 18, uh, we went into a coffee shop in Amsterdam, right? I just say we had a couple of fucking lattes, if you know what I mean. Say, yeah, do you have any fucking flat white widow, man? You know what I'm fucking saying? Um, no, we went into a coffee shop, and you know when you're nervous and you're on holiday and uh, you're going to a shop that, I almost knocked the table over there, um, you go into a shop that sells uh, things that are illegal in your own home country and you don't know what to say. But whatever. Um, that's the thing. You don't know when you're, when you're that age, right? You just go into these shops, you know, and you're like, yeah, can we have a pre-rolled of the best one uh, each, please? And we're just going to smoke that and not talk to each other for t- for three days. And then we'll be getting that fucking Ryanair flight back and be like, ha, ah, that was gas, isn't it? <laughs> best trip ever. Remember, we didn't say anything for three days. That was so good. Um, but anyway, I went to the shop and I said... Um, Hey, brother. Um, I didn't say that. I didn't have the confidence. I needed a lighter, right, from your fucking latte. Do you know what I mean? Um, in the coffee shop. And um, I, I got a lighter, and he was like, How you doing, pal? What can I what can I do for you? And he's because he sounded exactly like that. I do great Dutch. And I said, um, Hi, can I have a, a lighter, please? And he just picked, like, this random kind of red one. He's like, This one okay? And then I was like, No, can I have... Can I have that one and appointed at one of the naked lady right I was like, can i can i have that one please and he goes oh wow very sexy very nice <laughs> and we were even though we weren't saying much we were quoting that for the whole weekend very sexy very nice very sexy very nice anyway listen i suppose that's on topic that is kind of on topic right i'm gonna blow guys wake up sheeple right there's the church there's the steeple. Unplug your minds. Wake up, sheeple. I'm going to blow your mind. I've realized that if I go and do the regular format of this podcast, right, while we're all cooped up in our gaps, I'm finding myself not doing, like, I'm not doing that, right? I'm not doing that. So me giving you an update on my week um, means that Gary is getting a fucking, digging his fucking elbow in, being like, that's not fucking interesting, and he's getting in my head. And what I've been doing on the Patreon is not necessarily doing a kind of week-to-week what I've been getting up to. I've been doing specific topics. Some topics have included WrestleMania that are a bit niche, you know, RuPaul recap that I, you know, obviously put out. Um, obviously, I'm Nick Lachey, obviously, right? Um, and I find, I'm enjoying kind of doing specific topics that aren't just my week, right? It means I can write notes and then talk about them. And considering the fact that, hey, can't get any fucking worse than me doing an hour-long podcast about a reality show on Netflix and no one watched, right? So what I've decided to do this week, and obviously uh, this isn't obvious, but 
based on a couple of people asking me to talk about it because I kind of touched on it previously. A little pod on conspiracy theories. Now, I'm going to be, people have been asking. I talked about it in the Dragon episode. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the name of the episode, but I was talking about how um, fucking, what's his name? Uh, what's her name? Meghan Markle and, and, and Ari. Uh, Harry and Meghan are leaving the royal family because of dragons, right? So people are like, Tony, can you just... When you say that the queen is a, is a lizard from a different dimension, what the fuck are you talking about, right? So I'm going to clear that up today, right? I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about a, you know, a couple of fun uh, conspiracy theories. Um, but I'm going to talk about conspiracy theories in general, right? Um, and talk about a couple of... Um, and a couple of the more popular ones, right? Uh, I'm going to talk about 5G. I'm going to talk about revisionist history, right? And a couple of various things. While putting that patented, hilarious Tony Cantwell spin on it. Well, I don't want to get, I don't want to fucking bog you down in too much information, right? But I don't want to be spreading misinformation either. Well, that, look, that's that, we'll get into it, right? I love conspiracy theories, right? I don't view them... I view misinformation as dangerous, of course. Especially if it's if that's if that gets mixed up in medical misinformation, right? Like injecting fucking bleach into your arms or shoving a light up your hoop, right? Misinformation, something just on a whim that you haven't really looked into. So, but I love conspiracy theories. I view I think conspiracy theories get a bad rap. I think conspiracy theories, like what I was talking about weed a second ago, there, it's kind of like like you're on one side of it. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, you, because you've smoked weed, you're now a drug user. You're on that side of the of the wall, right? And you you are now part of the drug community. People who take heroin and do meth and stuff like that, right? When, and that is the dangerous thing, right? Of kind of just, but you can pick, you can pick and choose, right? You can pick and choose. I mean, like there are there are conspiracy theories that, that they come in all different sizes, right? There are times where like, anything can be a conspiracy theory. You know, anything. Anything like... Like, before fucking Bertie was found out to be, you know, not having a bank account, right? Before that was proven, that would have been a conspiracy theory, right? That Bertie Hearn is actually getting paid to do various nefarious, you know, negotiations of brown envelopes. All these things are conspiracy theories. And that's light, right? And then you got other ones like, you know, the entire origin of humanity is, is, is created from... Um, aliens from the draco constellation right that's the more advanced that's that's the deep dive but we're going to be talking about them all but the thing is i it shouldn't be the case where you know because you you are suspicious of information not being entirely accurate or how we perceive what the what the majority mainstream media would consider one thing is actually the opposite because it's been proven right i talked about on a previous episode you know the you know the American military purposely faked an attack in the Gulf of Tonkin to encourage support of their involvement in Vietnam, right? That's already been proven. There's other things, you know, like Jesus wasn't real. Jesus wasn't real, right? That's a conspiracy theory, even though it's kind of fact. Jesus wasn't real. Jesus is based. <laughs> well, I don't know, actually, if that's the case or if that's just me watching Zeitgeist, right? And I suppose that's the danger. I suppose that's the danger now. I don't even know. Because you have some people who say, well, no, technically there was a lad called Jesus. He wasn't bloody walking on water, though, right? It was a tech, there was a guy who lived a very normal life. 
you know, there's not like, like the theory that Jesus existed, but he married Maid Marian, <laughs> Maid Marian, <laughs> Mary Magdalene. He married Maid Marian. I'm thinking of, you know, Jesus, your man used to rob from the rich, give to the poor. No better fucking archer than Jesus Christ and his best mate, Little John. Um. Anyway, look, I don't believe that there should be some line in the sand, right? I don't think anything's that black and white. You can be into some stuff, you can be into other stuff. Um, and I think it's been proven. Governments lie, right? Liberties can be taken away, you know? I don't want to take off my fucking shoes getting on a plane, right? I don't want to take off my shoes getting in a plane. I... <laughs> well, this is, this is, this is, you know, I also like make, I, I should preempt this right by saying that there's some things that I believe that I have no fact for. These are just little conspiracies in my head, right? Which is fucking 9-11 was caused by W.H. Smiths. So I have to pay fucking 20 quid for a sandwich, right? That's a loose one that I have in my head because you shouldn't be charging that for a sandwich. That's insane. What planet are you living on, right? But it's this whole like, oh, well, I, you know, it's, it's a level of fear, in this travel, well, I had to go through a shitload of security, which means now I'm in some fucking real foreign place, which means that I have to fucking abide by. You shouldn't be charging seven quid for a sandwich, and the pints are shite, right? So that be that, that would be an example of one I just made up off the top of the dome, right? I like doing that, but I also need to know. <laughs> I should know now if I have actually because I didn't did I, did I look it up? I didn't look up for any proof that Jesus was an actual person that existed. I watched Zeitgeist, and I thought, no, he's based on Horus, the pagan god. I think it is proven that there are other deities that have been used, or pagan rituals, like Easter, falling along the same time as pagan things, as pagan holidays, so that Christianity could be better integrated. I think that's been proven. But again, see, this is the thing. I don't know that for sure. I couldn't give you a reference. I couldn't give you... I couldn't, I couldn't reference a book that 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 proves that another one of course is one i made up off the top of the dome which is that disney knew ahead of time that coronavirus was going to happen because they launched disney plus and they had a lot of shit films going to be out in 2020 anyway i did say that last year i did say that last year do i believe that no but it's nice to see these it's not nice but it's entertaining for me to see coincidences and for just things not to be as real as we kind of see them you know like same reason i'm into cryptids same reason i'm into cryptozoology is that maybe there's a fucking dragon living in cameroon do you know what i mean maybe there is maybe everything that we see is not as it seems there's still magic when that fucking prick magic's greatest secrets revealed rocked up with that thing that was worse than santa for me was that prick not actually cutting you know i remember the magic's greatest secrets revealed hosted by mitch Pileggi, the guy from x-files did you see it? Look again. He puts a mirror up over the elephant, hiding it. What the audiences are looking at is just themselves. Shit trick. You ruined it. And then I'm not having a go, right? I like Twinkie guys. Some of my best friends are Twinkie boys. But when he revealed his face and he was a little, he was a little hot, hot boy, a little twink. I don't know if, you know if anyone even knows about this. It's a show 25 years old. Magic's Greatest Secrets Revealed. There was a masked magician basically unraveling all these secrets. When he did that, my dad brought me to see David Copperfield in The Point. This motherfucker flew over my head, right? Yuri Geller bending the spoons, all this stuff. When that was found out to not be real, there was a little, there was a level of innocence that disappeared, right? So I don't like, so I kind of like not thing, things not being revealed and kind of living in a world where not everything is as, as it seems, you know? 
Like, I think when coincidences happen, like if you think of an episode of The Simpsons, right, and then it just pops up on TV, that's happened to you. I'm sure it's happened to you. I'm sure, I'm sure you were like, this is the monorail episode. And it's the monorail episode. It used to happen to me all the time. I think there's levels that, of things operating far beyond our understanding. But also, maybe not. But at least appreciate the coincidence. I like to view things like, I'm like, I could find myself talking about something or I'm listening to a podcast or half listen to a podcast and I'm talking to Terry and I say, when that? And then I hear someone on the podcast also saying, when that? And I'm like, that's a fun little coincidence that I was saying the exact same thing that person was saying. And I like to view that as like some little, you know, something from another dimension, right? Something from, something from another aspect of the world is kind of giving you a little pat on the back, being like, hey, what, like a little life bonus, you know? I don't understand them. I don't really want to understand them. I just want to view them as little life bonuses, right? So that's what I like about conspiracy theories is just just something that everything is not as it seems, right? The queen is a lizard. I like this, right? Because it's vilifying already the queen, right? Who we have no issue with. And the people who are kind of in with that, these kind of corporate elites, people who we already kind of vilify, who we already kind of get a bit of fun by calling them monsters because we're in the grand scheme of things, you know, not in the 1%. So we get to kind of enjoy saying, not only are you really rich and lack empathy, not only does fucking... Um, the Duke of Edinburgh uh, say um, that he wishes he could be reincarnated as a virus. Watch an interview with that. That's not even a conspiracy theory. He just said that, right? Because he loved it. Because global pop. Like, how how can you live? How can you how can you literally get paid? You know, what is it? A pound per person per year in uh, in in the UK. Live in a mansion, right? Like a, a place that is far too big for one person to even enjoy. And then to say, yeah, there's too many people around. Fucking, I'm going to kill them all, right? Unwarranted as well. Weirdos, right? So I like this conspiracy because it just vilifies people who you kind of don't like to begin with, you know? And people who, I mean, although it's changed now, the idea of a monarch, of, a, of, a, of, a, of royalty is that your bloodline is more important than someone else's, which is which is bollocks, right? You know, um, your bloodline, you you are you are the closest descendant to God, right? And why is that? We'll get into it, right? We'll get into it. Um, so basically, right? Um, the queen is a lizard, right? I like this. It's you got American politics involved. You got the British royal family. You got really, really rich people, people who are too bougie for you and me. And now you're like, hey, you know that iPad you have? You know those AirPods? Well, not only are they fake, you're fake human, right? So I like this, right? So this is a David Icke conspiracy. David Icke has got a lot of bad rap recently because he's gotten involved in the whole coronavirus. And I will say this right about the 5G thing. Why are people kicking off so much about people giving out about 5G? Right? I get it when it's linked with coronavirus, but when people are like, don't be so stupid. 5G. Like, what fucking team? Why, why are you people freaking about fucking people being critical of 5G? Like, vaccines, yes. Totally get it. When you're getting involved in the spread of misinformation when it comes to people's health. When you not getting a vaccine means that you know, another kid might get sick. Then that's when you're getting a bit, when you literally have like so many corroborating scientists and you're just like, I refuse to believe that because I was on a GeoCities website, right? But the 5G thing, that's one of, whenever people kick off about something, be like, just just do it. I remember one time, right? I was in a queue for a shop, right? And uh, this was after, I told you about my time when I went into Thomas Reed's um, 
on um, on Dame Street uh, and pointed out at the sign that said that they were selling fucking porter for like a euro each, right? And, and your man was like, no, it's an old sign. And I was like, hey, my Karen's like, my auntie's a solicitor. We know the law. Give us the port. And we got fucking langered on port, right? I've told you that story. I tried to use the same technique in uh, news agents in, uh, in London, right? I bought, uh, I was getting a couple of cans of Red Stripe. They said 150 on them, right? £1.50. And he had, and then I pointed at this sign behind him that had the list of can prices. And it was old as fuck, right? It was covered in dirt. And I said, no, look, it says they're 50p. And Ram was just laughing at me. He was like, whatever. No, it's not fucking 50p. And I tried to do a whole, well, no, because you have, because you have the sign, you know. And then everyone in the shop, everyone in the queue was all like, hurry the fuck up. We get out of fucking queue. You know, and then I just, you know, I fold it. I fold it. You know, it was a, it was a dumb point to make. He can charge whatever fuck he wants for a can. He's a fucking news agent. You know what I mean? But it's the same thing where you have people being like, why are we getting a mob mentality about the 5G thing? Like, don't be so stupid with 5G, you know? Yeah, maybe it's just the coronavirus, but people were kicking off about 5G skepticism eight months ago, right? So just be, whenever people kick off, that's when I get, that's when I am. Um, Anyway, what was my fucking point? Um, so yeah, David Icke has got a lot of flack because of the 5G thing, right? But he's also said the coronavirus doesn't exist, and that's when it's getting dangerous, right? That's when you have people not abiding by rules that are kind of in place. They're boring as fuck for the sake of that. Hopefully, we can still have a summer. Do you know what I mean? But he does have a conspiracy theory that I love, which is the queen is a reptile. An interdimensional alien. <clears throat> right, I'm getting into it. Hang on. Now, look, I will just say this. I am going to sound fucking batshit, but I want to sell it to you. I want to sell it to you. And I want you to come back at me and say, either that's bollocks or there's glimpse of that that I like. What I like about this is it kind of paints the world not as it is to the very fabric of what we see in front of us, right? So this is to the level of conspiracy theory where... Not only are the fucking facts lying to you, but what we can even see is just a miller percent of what exists right now. I don't know if you've ever seen um, uh, They Live, John Carpenter classic, right? But basically, They Live tells the story of this guy. He's just this kind of, he's kind of rowdy Roddy Piper, right? Rowdy Roddy Piper is just like this construction worker, drifter, goes from town to town, could have easily been like, you know, first blood, you know, Rambo, right? He's walking around, he's kind of seeing this kind of weird kind of screwy kind of church, this kind of weird kind of cult, right? And he's a bit suspicious of it, right? He finds these glasses, right? These sunglasses, these fucking Ray-Ban um, way wayfarers, right? And when he puts them on, the world that he sees in front of him changes. When he stares at a sign that says Coca-Cola, he puts on the glasses, right? And the sign no longer says Coca-Cola, it says, like, consume, right? It's very on the nose, right? Um, or he'd see something from, the, you know... Um, the news might say, um, you know, some it might have some uh, Cold War or whatever, you know, Cold War news, right? This was in the eighties or whatever. Might say something about Iran, and then it'll say instead of saying Iran, blah, blah blah, it'll say something like you know, fear, you know, live in fear, you know. He basically is seeing all these on the nose messages when he sees it, like these these are being subliminally told to you, and also when he sees kind of elite people, he sees their faces change into aliens, right? So it's kind of like invasion of the fucking body snatchers, right? So that is kind of like there's a light index that not everything is visible. It's a great example 
and also has one of the fucking greatest fight scenes that South Park parried, parodied so well, where it's just a fight where Rowdy Roddy Piper's trying to get his mate to wear the glasses, right? And he won't. He's like, put on the glasses, put them on! And he kicks the shit out of him. And the fight goes on for like eight minutes. Like, goes on for far too long. It's just John Carpenter having fun. It's a great flick. Anyway, so I highly recommend it. They live. So, to get into the Queen is a Lizard, this is not like the Queen is sitting on Buckingham Palace and underneath the sea is a little egg. And she's laying eggs, right? And she eats flies. That's not what we're talking about here. What this conspiracy suggests is that the queen is the descendant of the first human to be bred with an alien, right? That's essentially what this... And all the people who hold these jobs and or hold these kind of like these um, heads of state... And the people who basically, the people who already now, for whatever reason, we are considered better than other people based on how they were born, are, are, is, is on purpose. And these people are descendants from a very specific bloodline of when an alien force came from the Draco constellation, right, and interbred with humans, right? So that's, that's the fucking light side of this, right? Because I'm going to get fucking, are you ready? You got your fucking Cheshire cat ready because we're going deep. And keep in mind, I don't believe this, right? I don't believe this. I love the coincidences and I love looking at the evidence because you can say, oh, there was a snake in, you know, Zulu culture, which proves that Indian, you know, Indian culture have history of reptile men, you know, in their fucking, there's a reptile fucking deity or whatever like that. And I love connecting this and creating like a, a lovely revisionist history theory in my head. But for me, this is the same as just enjoying like Norse mythology or the story of how uh, Zeus killed his father, Kronos the Titan in Greek mythology, right? I'm into that sort of shit, right? I think the story we have, what? Fucking monkeys. Fucking wanking chimps. That's what we are? No, we're actually aliens, right? Like, what was that, Red Planet? Was that a Gary Sinise film where he finds out that humans are actually aliens or whatever? Anyway, look, so to understand this theory, you have to kind of, you have to imagine that the world that we see is not as we see it, right? That we're only seeing one kind of, one index, one frequency, that we're tuned in. I mean, if you think about the fact that there are, and this is how David Icke will sell it to you, is the fact that, you know, there's AM and FM radio. The fact that there's Wi-Fi, the fact that there's frequencies that can be picked up, the fact that there's 5G, things we can't see that we know exist, right? So we have to then, for this to be possible, accept the fact that the world as we see it is not entirely we see it, and there's an infinite amount of realities all around us, and we can only see one point, infinite percent of what is in front of us. So UFOs that pop up and flash and disappear, are they even traveling through different dimensions? Or... Are we just seeing glimpses, you know, uh, cross sections of things transferring through our scope of dimension, right? So our scope of possibility. Now, what I like about this theory is that the what David Icke says humans used to be is something spectacular, right? So humans apparently used to be this kind of one glorious empathetic force, this kind of hive love mind, you know? Just we all we were was empathy and peace. We lived for an infinite amount of time. Human lives were different. We had a different level of consciousness. Um, and there was a, then, a, 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 and apparently you see this in different ancient, um, in different 
ancient literature that everyone kind of talks about a kind of fall of man, right? David Icke calls it the schism, right? Now, look, I don't know this all off by heart. I watched a fucking two-hour-long David Icke um, lecture yesterday just to kind of get to grips of what he's talking about because I just feel like this is the ju- this is way fucking juicier than fucking brown envelopes from Bertie, right? So anyway, there. So humans used to be this um, different level of consciousness, lived to impossible lengths of time in terms of age. We had this kind of glorious empathy. Then there was these interference by an alien force, right? And this was the fall of man. And what the aliens did was they rebred humans. They changed our genetic structure, right? They changed our genetic structure using advanced alien technology. This is the bit he skips over, by the way. Changing the human form, changing the DNA, and changing um, essentially the parameters for what our human brains can pick up. This is why David Icke says that only a percentage of our brain is actually used, even though I think that's been debunked that we only use 10% of our brains. But there is a fact that we, you know, scientists still don't know what a lot of the gray matter in our brain does, and they don't understand what a lot of our genetic structure actually makes up for. David Icke would say that we have basically had shackles put on our, you know, our perspective of understanding and scope. Um, And we can't, we're not telepathic anymore. You know, I can't read your mind anymore. You know, um, I used to have this fucking, um, this uh, Italian uh, uh, <laughs> manager in, when I worked in, in 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 a shoe shop, right? And he was just so fucking stressed all the time, right? He was always stressed, and he would always say like, I "Might leave a box out in this in the stock room," and he'd start he'd, he'd kick into it, right? And he would say, "Con the Madonna," which means the fucking cunt. The cunt of the Virgin Mary, right? He would say that just instead of saying shit, right? And um, like Tony, you gotta move the fucking box, okay? I'm not my reader. I'm not mine reader. I'm not a mine reader. <laughs> he's always say, um, oh, he's a good lad. Um, anyway, look, uh, we're not a mine reader, not anymore. Ever since these aliens. So anyway, they changed our genetics. They basically shackled us. Human race, get up off your knees, sheeple, right? And they also, not only when they changed our DNA, of the humans that, they, that we became, they interbred with us using, again, technology, right? Some advanced technology. Again, David Icke skipping over this bit, right? And the children of this became the, the first gods, right? The, the blessed ones, the anointed ones, the Anunnaki, the seraphim, they say in, like, Christianity, the highest choir of angel, like, these actual interbred with God forces, right? And the descendants of that, this is the you know the short version, we can get deeper into it. The descendants of that are the peoples, the heads of state, the richest families, the families you don't know about, the, the Rothschilds, the, the, the Rockefellers, right? Anyone with a weird fucking dragon on their coat of arms, the Knights Templar, all these ancient organizations and stuff, are all in praise of these ancient bloodlines, right? Now, the, the diff- they, these reptiles, right? Tell you something about these fucking reptiles. They're also Satanists, right? They're not able to actually come in contact with this world, which is why they had to create these bloodlines, right? So they could basically telepathically communicate from a different dimension with, like, the queen, right? And because these are interbred, the queen still has lizard you know, physiology. 
if she she her eyes can change apparently right she can step in and now, the shape shifting aspect is what i really get this is this is the juicy stuff right i'm really into the shape shifting thing that and this is not that like mystique that you see you know uh, from x-men where you see all these scales go tick, 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 and reveals the face it is more so that the light that we're seeing now like a filter like the light that we see now can change and the vibrational frequency can change like you're kind of tuning in a, like a, a tv like literally like you're you're swapping over to a different tv channel or a radio frequency it goes staticky and then it goes into one it's like you accidentally skip over to fucking phantom fm when you were listening to you know uh spin do you know what i mean and you're like whoa what the fuck is this rock music and then you're seeing a lizard in front of you that's how they're saying this happens right so right these um what are we where we got here right um so basically the schism right is also this is when the fall of man happened this is what david ike says right he says that when they interbred when they changed and wiped from a blank slate what humans were into what humans are now that's called the schism the great flood right every uh, apparently in all cultures they have some kind of point of which there was kind of a, a blanket start again of humanity right a humanity under these gods right these anunnaki right chitahori as the zulu would call them right um so what i'm saying here um so there so there's kind of these middlemen right operating within this kind of within this visible night light these are your obamas apparently don't know who i don't know who obama's you know rich you know Kenyan parents and his, you know, his grandparents. I don't know, but apparently they fucking go all the way back. Uh, the Queen, I get. I kind of want you to lay off Obama, to be perfectly honest. Um, and Trump apparently isn't one, right? Trump isn't one, which I don't like. If they're a Republican, make them one. If they're a Democrat, I don't want to hear it anymore, right? Um, also, Bernie Sanders isn't one. Um, so in early Egypt, Mesopotamia, China, and the Indus Valleys, right, these bloodlines spread outwards, became the royal families that we know, and the aristocracy. Um, and they are now, that is their right. That's why they claim their right as the head of state based on their DNA and their divination, divination of God, right? And then from that, from those royal families, they moved into business, banking, the church. Um, the Rothschilds apparently caused wars for banking. Um, so I think one of the Rothschilds, basically knew about the battle of waterloo or either caused the battle of waterloo and then shorted the market and made billions something like that i don't know i'm, I'm stupid anyway so look let's get into the actual evidence side of things oh and the other thing four or five percent of humans uh, or the population are hybrid reptilians men in black right proper style um and also the humans we have a a watermark from this change in our brain which is the reptilian part of our brain right the reptilian part of our brain is things that are obsessed with ritual, obsessed with greed, and obsessed with parts of, of consuming more than our body actually needs. You know, like a crocodile will fucking eat far more than they can actually even handle, right? And can make themselves sick from greed, right? This is apparently, you know, anyway. Um, and we can only now perceive five of those sentences because of this reptilian brain kind of putting blocks on the rest of our brain, right? Look, I'm told you we're getting fucking deep on this. I'm sorry. Look, if you listen this far, I'm going to keep going. So, evidence of this is surf and, surf and, surf and turf. How delicious prawns are with a steak. No. Serpent worship across the world is apparently a key indicator of this. So, this is from 
uh, The Worship of the Serpent, a book from 1933 that Reverend John Bathurst Dean wrote. Now, again, David Icke gave me this quote. It says, It appears then that no nation were so geographically remote or so re re uh, religiously discordant, but that one and only one superstitious characteristics was common to all that the most civilized and the most barbarous bowed down to the same devotion, to the same engrossing deity, and that this deity either was or was represented by the same sacred serpent. It appears that also in most, if not all, the civilized countries when the serpent was worshipped, some fable or tradition which involved the history directly, which involved his history directly or indirectly, alluded to the fall of man in paradise, in which the serpent was concerned. What follows then? Um, what follows then, but that most ancient account respected, I don't understand how the sentence works, must be the one from which all the rest are derived, which represent the victorious serpent, victorious over man in a state of innocence and subduing his soul in a state of sin and the most abject veneration and adoration of himself. And these serpents can be seen in the Naga in Asia, um, in the Egyptians, they were obsessed with serpents, serpent bodies. Apparently, the headdress of a pharaoh comes from the headdress of a cobra. Um, the serpent dragon, Quetzalcoatl, in Central America, who was him in a fucking bellend, uh, who, was, who, <laughs> who enslaved the Mayan people. Cortez, was it? Um, who they thought he was, or could have been Columbus, but they thought he was Quetzalcoatl. They thought he was the this kind of white serpent god who had come back um from their from their legend that's why they gave up all the gold so easily in japan and asia the dragon all this shared adoration and then in south africa um chitori the the children of the serpent and in the imagery of things like you know the fact that there's an overseeing eye the fact that we're being watched by something else this god that they're actually these interdimensional reptilians being channeled through these um these heads of state, these queens, these priests, these various people, but also the imagery of snakes, dragons, gargoyles, watching, coat of arms. Um, and also, like, think about this, right? Imagine your mate was like, here, look at this. I'm going to start putting this up on my gaff. What is it? A fucking, it's my new crest, right? It's a tiger fighting or, or, or a dragon fighting an owl. And here's a flaming hand. You'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Or even just a, a, a throne. A crown. If I wouldn't respect it, see, this is the thing, right? Like I, like the Rock, right? Like he's getting up, he's getting up early. He's working really hard. He makes content that I really like, right? If he started wearing a crown, I wouldn't be into it, right? I'd still be like, you're you're kind of going a bit too far here, right? The Queen doesn't do fuck all. Why does she get to wear a crown? Or like wearing like the the Lord Mayor. Like, what are you? You're not even making Fast and Furious flicks. What are you wearing? You can't do that. I, if I, and I wouldn't tolerate it in a mate. I'm not tolerating it from you on this pomp and pageantry. Unless you're even going to talk about it. Like, if you're, if, if you're like a rapper and you've got this chain, if you have like a Furby, a diamond Furby, like fucking, what's it, uncut gems, then fine. But you have to be like, hey, look at this Furby necklace I'm wearing. You can't just be walking around like it's no big deal. Stop walking around wearing all this pomp if you're not going to make a big deal about it. Um, now, to debunk this, see, this is what's what's interesting about this conspiracy theory, right? Is that you can debunk it by saying, nah, 
we've pretty good indication that um that we were tribes tribes of people who we were we were a we were monkeys we were apes who for food left the trees started huddling in groups for survival um still had this kind of i don't know alpha instinct or needed someone to be some sort of level to have some final say in terms of the tribe and how they could kind of dictate the the, the rules of the tribe and then gods and things like that were invented to you know create control and fear and then of that there was royalty of the earliest people who did that Do you know what i mean like similarly to like you know fucking genghis khan you know pooling all the kind of tribes people together and essentially becoming this king across this the the, the step you know um this fact that we are humans and we're not you know we can't see these other dimensions do you know what i mean because we can talk about yeah, there are other lights that we can't see. That doesn't mean there is a reptile puppet master pulling the strings. But what I do like saying is, hey, Liz, Elizabeth, hey, Queen Elizabeth, you're a fucking, giving them fucking lads medals for Bloody Sunday, you're a fucking snake. That's what I like about this. Right. Here's another one for you. Did you know that it's not the year 2020? Did I stutter? Did a stammer? It's not the year 2020. It's actually the year 1783. Let that sink in. I'm going to have a sip of water. You're not even born yet, man. Are you guys familiar with the phantom time theory? There is a conspiracy theory. This is one of the, an example of a revisionist history conspiracy theory. That says, and I got most of this information from a YouTube channel, half as interesting. So kudos to them for their channel, right? But basically, what the phantom time theory says, you know, the Middle Ages that you love. You know, the Middle Ages that you love. They never happened. Middle, Middle Ages never happened. The Dark Ages. Those ones no one ever remembers. Guess what? I don't remember them. Guess why there's no architecture and uh, pots and all from there. Never happened. Never happened, right? So there's a German revisionist called Herbert Elig, right? And he says the years 1614 to 9, 911, 911, from 614 to 911 never happened, right? The conspiracy goes that it was a joint effort by two popes, Pope Otto III, Pope Sylvester II, uh, and the Byzantine Emperor Constantine the Seventh, right? And the whole thing is all these three lads, they were like, here, lads, do you know what we should fucking do? How about, you know the way it's 6.14, right? How about we fucking just skip that so we can all live in the year 1000, right? So they basically changed history books. <sighs> fucking hell. Skipping the calendar. So they could all be leaders in the year 1000. Well, let me break it down for you guys. As someone who was at Millennium Party in 2000, it fucking sucks, man. All it is is your parents getting too drunk and you running around and it being boring. Staying up late is boring. Right? There was nothing to be done. Nothing exploded. The, you know, the best thing about the Millennium was Chris Jericho and the Y2J gimmick. With him being like, I am Y2 Jericho. That's the best thing about the millennium. And the glasses, of course. You know, the OOs, right? So I'm going to tell you, Otto, Sylvester, you missed nothing, right? Millenniums are shit. And here's some of the evidence for it, right? 
So not 614 to 911 never happened, right? The evidence stacks up as this. So for these conspiracy theories, I'm going to talk about some of the evidence, and then I'm going to talk about it debunking it, right? Um, and you'll notice for the 5G one, there's no evidence, right? Apart from the fact that um, they have said that that frequency can do damage, that, that uh, what is it? That the, that the frequency that it operates on, the high frequency for 5G, can do damage, but not when it's directed like that, right? Not like a microwave, because a microwave's whole purpose of that is to fucking direct it at a steak or, you know, a bit of coffee or whatever it is. I don't know what you use a fucking microphone for. Microphone. God damn it, Gary. Anyway, here's the evidence for the way, you know, 614 and the 911 never happened, man. Never happened, right? So apparently um, the evidence for this is there's not much archaeological evidence between 614 and 911, the Dark Ages, right? This is a couple of hundred years after the fall of Rome, right? Um, and then obviously they talk about from, you know, 1100s kind of going up. Then you're getting into, I don't know, I fucking don't remember, the Renaissance or whatever, I don't fucking remember. But anyway, there's also a lot of 10th, the 10th century is littered with Roman architecture. Now, given the fact that the Roman Empire fell in the year 475, why is that still happening? Why is that still happening 500 you know, years later, right? Why is there so much architecture? That's a theory. And this is the interesting one, right? When you get into the actual calendar, this is the main crux as to why they believe that the Dark Ages never happened, right? So the Earth turns, right? The Earth physically turns 365 times a year. That's why we have days. But the actual amount that the Earth turns is 365.24219 times, right? A year. That makes sense, right? Um, and then, you know, we obviously round that up to three, 365.25, 365 and a quarter, which is why we have leap years, right? So every four years, we add a day to balance it all out, right? But the reality is, it's, it isn't. 365 and a quarter turns per year it, it has a decimal it's 0.24219 which means that there is an extra decimal which means that how it adds up is every 128 years there's an extra day right so in the same way that we have every four years the 0.25 we add a day right the extra decimal of 00 0.219 every 100, 128 years. There should be a day added, right? Well, get this, yeah? The Julian calendar doesn't account for that. Um, So they brought in the Gregorian calendar in 1582. The Gregorian calendar adds and takes away a day every 100 years and adds one back every 400 years. I don't know if you've ever seen one of them. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I'm dumb. But what I will tell you is this, right? When you look at this, they're basically um, from when the when the Julian calendar was introduced in 45 BC and the Gregorian calendar was then introduced, revised in 1582, there was 1,627 years that had passed, right? Which means that there should have been 13 sets of 128 years. I know I'm throwing a lot of maths at you here, right? And you can't see this, right? But basically there's... 1627 years from the introduction of the julian calendar to the gregorian calendar right a method of of measuring time using the julian calendar right which means that we should have seen 13 days added right in those 1627 years that's 13 sets of 128 years 13 days right but apparently the julian calendar 
should have been off for 13 days, but it was only off 10 days, meaning that there was 347 years unaccounted for, right? So that's why the fucking, the big wigs skipped, skipped it, skipped it and thought, you know what? I want to fucking live. Um, I want to live. I want to live in the year 1000. So guess what, guys? As I said before, it's year, it's fucking 1783. America is not even, not had been discovered. Um, I'm going to invent Apple. Um... Now, it has been debunked, right? Well, there are elements that would potentially debunk it, right? And here's a couple of elements, right? One is there are a few architectural, archaeological findings of that time. Not a lot, but there's also dendrochronology, right? Tree rings. Now, you don't know this, right? People don't know this about me. I'm an incredible dendrochronologist. If me and Terry are walking through the woods and I come upon a felled tree, right, I can guess how old it is. Am I right? I don't know. I haven't checked checked it up with bloody Quilche or anything like that, right? I haven't been on the blower with Quilche saying, I think that tree's 45. Is it right? Um, but I'm pretty sure I'd be counting the rings whenever I see a felled tree. Each ring indicates a year of how old it is. So dendrochronology would dictate that some trees, that we actually are where it says we are, right? But the trees could be lying to you. It could be with the ants, right? And the Roman architecture thing being like, hey, why is there Roman architecture in the 10th century? There's fucking Roman architecture everywhere. The White House is Roman architecture, right? So that's debunking that. Um, astronomy also debunks this, right? Because Pliny the Elder said that in 59 AD, on April the 30th, there was a solar eclipse. And we can actually work out that exactly 1,961 years ago by our calendars on April the 30th, there was also a solar eclipse. So we also know that. So that kind of, that one, Pliny the Elder kind of documents that, right? And also the whole world would have had to been in on this conspiracy from Pope Otto, Pope Sylvester and the Byzantine Emperor Constantine the Seventh, which includes the Arab world, the Chinese, the Indian world, including the creation of Islam, and the story of Muhammad, which would have had to just been made up as well. So how racist can you get? Still, though, nice to think about. Similar one as well is the fact that the pyramids are actually um, 16 or 14,000 years old or something like that, or 17,000 years old uh, and not, or are from, they believe it's from Egyptologists, say, 3,500. They have Egypt as one of the more advanced early civilizations. But there are some med ancient meteorologists who say that when you look at the Sphinx and his face, he's gorgeous, right? But his face has a water erosion that would not be possible in the year 3500 when it was a desert. And there would have been no rainfall at that time. And the last time rain would have fallen at that place, significant enough, would have been 14,000 years previous. So it would have been fucking, what, 17,000 or 16,000 BC. And those things also tie along with the last time. Because they say the pyramids are in line with the planets, right? At a certain time, certain certain constellations. And they also would have been in line with the Sphinx 14,000 years previous. All right, so I'm worth thinking about. I haven't looked into that one. That's probably more interesting than this one that I just talked about. But whatever. I'm going to get into the juice now, right? Moon. It's fucking fake. Yeah, the big fucking cheesy egg in the sky. Do you mean moon is fake? Flat Earth? No. 
Earth round moon fake. Space is fake. I was trying to look into it, but it's too stupid for me to talk about. But let me tell you about how the fucking moon is fake. So look, right, let's talk about this, right? The moon. The moon. We keep looking at it. We keep revering it. We keep getting obsessed with it. Why? The interesting thing I found about this, right, is that no one knows where the moon came from. There's theories, but they don't, they all have holes. They all have holes into how the moon exists, right? So there was a book called um, Who Built the Moon, right? And again, David Icke believes this, right? But I'm not going to go too deep into this. What David Icke believes is a bit further. And David Icke basically, right, was sitting... There's There's been conspiracy theories about the moon for years, right? And to be fair, it's probably, probably the earliest conspiracy theory is that the moon is created. Or that the moon has some connection that, you know... It's like, what is the moon? We don't know what the moon is. It's probably the, that we don't have a clear evidence for what the moon is. It's probably the earliest conspiracy theory. People are in lunar cycles and obsession, obsession with the moon, right? But according to this book, Who Built the Moon? They say the moon is bigger than it should be, older than it should be, much lighter in mass than it should be, occupies an unlikely orbit, is so extraordinary that all existing explanations for its presence are fraught with difficulties and none of them can be considered remotely watertight. Now, I think, unfortunately, that is true, right? Because the official explanation of the moon is the whacked theory. Now, I got this from another YouTube uh, channel called SciShow Space, SCI Show Space. Um, and this is the research that I do. Do I read a book? No. Do I watch YouTube videos? Yes. So the theory goes... And this is from the, only from the 1970s. It was only when they were, like, landing on the moon. They were trying to be like, all right, well, we know what it is. Or we know it's there, right? What the fuck? We're sending our boys out there. What is it, right? So this is actually a theory that came after they had landed on the moon, right? The theory goes that 4.5 billion... This is the, 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 the closest theory that we have. And keep in mind, evolution is also a theory, right? Um, but it's true. But evolution is true. But anyway, 4.5 billion years ago, a Mars-sized planet called Thea smashed into the earth right smashed into the fucking earth 4.5 billion years ago possibly what caused the dinosaurs i don't know i don't think that maths adds up i'm just pulling that off the top of them a very dumb tinfoil head dome right but thea a mars-sized planet smashed into the earth smashed uh loads of bits into space which coalesced and combined and spun together you know almost like how you have rocks kind of spinning forever not forever, but, you know, rocks kind of getting kind of uh, eroded and coursed down into a nice round shape. You know, the same kind of thing happening, but, but because of the centripetal sp force of spinning debris, it kind of coalesced into this kind of moon, this this, this sphere shape, right? Um, but there's a b the biggest hole in this argument, right? And then there was another one that's like the double whacked theory, which was like two whacks that was enough thing, or it was just a big chunk that took off out of the earth that's part of the earth, right? The reason they think this is because the, the, there is nothing on the moon that doesn't exist on Earth. Moon rocks are the same things that we have, right? So it's the exact same makeup of the mantles of both objects. Earth and the moon have the exact same compounds. There's no foreign compounds on the moon, which doesn't make sense if Thea, this other planet, smashed into it. We should see debris or chunks of Thea. If two cars smash into each other, a red one and a blue one, you know, there's going to be a bit of red on the blue. There's going to be a bit of blue on the red, right? 
So why don't we see any of this on the moon? So that might, that might not be the case. The best explanation for the moon is observational error. The moon doesn't exist, says Erwin Shapiro from the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics. Astrophysics. There was a quote again from David Icke. I didn't look into it further. It seems easier to explain the non-existence of the moon than its existence, said NASA scientist Robin Brett. There's a lot of scientists. Anyone could have said that. I'm sure one of them was a nonce, right? We're not fucking flying into space looking for kids. Why don't you stop bringing up nonces, right? Um, so this is where it gets interesting, right? Basically, the compounds of the moon... So what, what some people... No, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. We'll do this in the order that I learned this information, right? So in November 1969, NASA set up seismometers, so like seismometers, like seism seismographs, um, and then intentionally crashed a lunar module uh, to cause an impact, right? And this was basically an impact that created the same equivalent to one ton of TNT, right? In November 1969, NASA basically sent off a big fucking lunar thing to boom, whack into the moon, right? The shock waves built up, and NASA scientists said that the moon rang like a fucking bell. Dong! Fucking hollow, is it? And this is apparently according to Morris Ewing, uh, a co-director of the seismic experiment, he told the news conference. As far as the meaning for it, I'd rather not make an inter interpretation right now, but it is though someone had struck a bell. Say, in the belfry of a, a church, a single blow, and found that the reverberations continued for 30 minutes. I don't need to read anymore. Moon is fake. Moon's fake. It's hollow. And what are they doing in there? What are they doing in there? Right, got another one here for you. Um... Oh, yeah, so here we go. Um, uh, where are we? So Ken Johnson, a supervisor of the Data and Photo Control Department during the Apollo missions, told Who Built the Moon author Alan Butler that the moon not only rang like a bell, but the whole moon wobbled in such a precise way that it was almost like it had gigantic hydraulic dampener struts built into it, says this guy who was actually part of the Apollo missions, right? So apparently the moon is made up of compounds that make it perfect for a spaceship. Lunar rock is a terrible conductor for heat, and the moon contains more than 10 times the amount of titanium found in even the richest resources on Earth, right? Titanium, of course, used for submarines, used for spaceships, space vessels, and everything like this, right? So it is. So this is what... Um, I don't know who said this. I think David Icke just said this, but whatever. I'm going to read it because I wrote down loads of quotes here. I did me fucking homework, right? It is more likely that we have more here. Sorry. It is more li likely that what we have here is a very ancient spaceship, the interior of which was filled with fuels for the engines, materials and appliances for repair work, navigational instruments, uh, observation equipment, and all manner of machinery. In other words, everything necessary to enable... enable um, the caravel of the universe to serve as a Noah's Ark, very fitting, of intelligence, perhaps even as a home uh, of a whole civilization envisaging a prolonged, as in thousands of millions of years, existence and long wandering through space thousands of millions of miles. 
So think about this. How do humans exist? We don't even fucking know, right? We don't even know. Why'd they come here? We're, are we alone in the universe? Why do we have a moon? I don't even know. I'm fucking running out of stuff to say here. But here's where it gets even more interesting, right? Now, keep in mind, like, this is the thing. We're so we're so dulled by... Now, again, I don't necessarily mean this, and I have things that are going to, potentially going to debunk this in a second, right? And also, I'm not a scientist, and I'm sure there's some even some UCD grad being like, are you fucking joking, bro? Do you even fucking know what's in the moon, man? Right? So, Sergeant Carl Wolf, right? Now, interestingly enough, he was one of two people who were outspoken about things that they saw while working in government to do with extraterrestrial life. This guy died two years ago in a um, motorcycle accident, right? Um, but there was... Um, but when he gave this quote, this was like in 2012, and when David Icke was talking about it, this guy was still alive. So interesting that looking back on this YouTube video. Um, I think if you want to look this up, it's Who Built the Moon, right? Um, I think that's I think that's Who Built the Moon, is the David Icke video. I'll, I'll, I'll find the resource now, right? So Sergeant Carl Wolf basically was a guy who worked in term in in um, in NASA, right? And he had to photograph various parts of the moon because what we see, you know, on these kind of like moon photos or photos of the planets is collages that are paced together, like they do with like Google Earth, where they go, you know, yeah, it's just collages put together, right? Um, so basically, um, Sergeant Carl Wolf. This is a quote from him. I was interested in how the whole process functioned, how the data got from the lunar orbiter to the laboratory, so I asked a young man to explain the process to me. He did. About 30 minutes into the process, he said to me in a very distressed way, by the way, we've discovered a base on the backside of the moon. Oh, just so, by the way, um, so we have a cafetiere here. Um, sorry, we only have one. Um, so once you pour your coffee, can you please put it back? Um, water coolers there. They don't remember to fill it all the time. Um, please don't have a wank in the handicap jacks. And uh, we discovered a base on the backside of the fucking moon. And then he proceeded to put photographs down uh, in front of me. And clearly in these photographs were structures, mushroom-shaped buildings, spherical buildings and towers half a mile wide on the back of the moon. At this point, I was very concerned because we were working in compartmentalized security. He had breached security, and I was actually frightened at that moment. He ended his testimony saying, I remember going home and naively thinking that I can't wait to hear about this in the evening news, and here it is more than 30 years later, and I hope to hear about it tonight. He's dead now. But anyway, similarly now, what they've, rele they've released evidence of ufos this is it like this is when i said the same thing i was talking about I was talking about avatar and i was like the day that they revealed the technology for us to be able to watch movies on our fucking phones we should have been out on the streets as of recording this two days ago they announced that there were actual ufos operating outside this realm of physics things moving with 180 mile per hour winds against them and it not even tracking like not even dipping up or up or down not even reacting to the wind interdimensional blah 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 that's me showing like on a kind of x y and z axis like bam now i'm here bam now i'm here bam but i was doing it with my hands and i couldn't you couldn't see that um so he basically says that so so the there's a theory that potentially the moon itself is a leftover ancient spaceship apparently as well the way the moon measures up is in the line with maybe someone else can look into this a mega uh, 
a megalithic uh, yard, megalith yard. So funnily enough, actually, a lot of ancient civilizations, Newgrange, I think um, the pyramids, Stonehenge, all of these things independent of each other, all operate under a similar metric system that isn't the metric system. It's a megalithic yard, which is like 0.83 meters or something like that. Um, I didn't I didn't look into it, but apparently there's a very similar metric system across all ancient civilizations. Like, in, you know, I, know, I didn't look into it. I'm not getting into fucking measurement now as well as, as all this, right? So the theory is essentially that the moon is not as it seems, that it is actually the remnants of, or maybe even still inhabited by aliens, and that it's a spaceship. That the people of the moon are actually possibly from the Draco constellation, and they came here to interbreed with this uh, higher power that we used to be, um, and put shackles on us or whatever. Now, David Icke goes further than that, unfortunately, as he fucking does, as he fucking does. And he says that what it is actually is a satellite. Well, it is a satellite, but what it is is actually using, it is broadcasting. It is broadcasting a frequency now that we ourselves are now in the VR. What we see inside, in, in front of us, this, this index, this light index that we can only see is being broadcast. That's why we see it. What everything we see in front of us isn't real. And I say, how's that? A baby laughing. Are you telling me a baby laughing isn't real? Are you telling me the sun coming up on fucking the sugar loaf isn't real? Right? <laughs> um, no, he believes uh, that the moon is an interdimensional portal. Mm, maybe I wrote that down wrong. But it's basically a satellite broadcasting a frequency. And we've been turned into a hive mind by these broadcasts. Um, that hold us in place that really that kind of really put shackles on our scope of our own limitation virtually hijacking our senses um, and have projected this augmented reality over our own reality essentially as he likened it to creating a firewall for our deep understanding of um, the universe and forbidding us from reaching our full potential right? now what he did actually point out and I, I did look this up and it is true that when the states moved over, probably was similar here, um, but we don't have, um, you know, the same kind of observatory here. But basically, when this, when the U.S. moved over from analog di- to, dig- to digital TV, you know, obviously we did it here as well. We had a big antenna in RTE doing fuck all now, right? That when we moved over from analog to d- digital TV, um, the switch freed up frequency in the seven to eight hundred megahertz range um, that were being um, previously obscured by analog tv in the u.s right so this 500 or say 700 800 megahertz range in the u.s and you can look this up was obscuring frequencies um and essentially by moving over from analog to digital and getting rid of these frequencies it's freed up bandwidth that have allowed us to see the galaxy in a further range like to actually see galaxies that are further away while everyone was fucking watching tv we were actually blocking signals and that's true um so essentially he is saying that this moon that the moon is broadcasting stuff to shut down our ability to tap into our um pineal gland the third eye to be able to see more 
this is what the, the, the elements that I like of David Icke is that it kind of goes into kind of new agey kind of mysticism and stuff like that, right? It kind of goes into the fact that there are connections and energies and chakras and things beyond our understanding and that the that these chakras are being hijacked, but also they cause 9-11. Like, it's very exciting, do you know what I mean? Um, now... I have to debunk it, right? I have to debunk it, right? And I don't fully know the ins and outs of this, right? But basically, um, in a, there was an, a Cornell University um, uh, Ask an Astronomer thing done, run by the Astronomy Department, right? And um, a NASA scientist was questioned, can we prove that the moon isn't hollow, right? Actually, no, it was a physicist, Sanuti Karuna Karuna Tilake. Sun, Suniti Karuna Atalaki. Sunti Karuna Atalaki suggests that there are at least two ways to determine dis the distribution of mass within a body, right? One involves movement of inertia parameters and the other is seismic observations. In the case of the former, he pointed, or I don't know, I'm not assuming gender here. Karuna Atalaki points out that the movement of inertia parameters indicate that the core of the moon is both dense and small. Basically, this motherfucker said the moon is dense and small and that the rest of the moon consists of material with nearly constant density. As for the latter, he notes that the moon is the only planetary body inside, uh, besides the Earth on which extensive seismic operations have been made. These observations have, con have constrained the thickness of the moon uh, of the moon's crust, mantle, and core, suggesting that it could not be hollow. Mainstream scientific opinion on the internal structure of the moon overwhelmingly supports a solid internal structure with a thin crust, an extensive mantle, and a denser small core. Um, this is based on seismic observations. This is based on the movement of inertia parameters and all this stuff that I don't understand because I'm dumb. So these are some of the juicy conspiracies that I like. I'd love to hear what conspiracies you like. Please do get in touch. I'd love to explore this more. I don't want to be getting deep into it, but I'll tell you a conspiracy I do want to talk about in the future. One is Denver Airport and it being the base of the Illuminati. Um, don't be sending me any Zionist stuff, right? Don't be sending me any Zionist stuff or anything racist or anything like that. But these are conspiracies that I like. Like them or, 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 or lump them. I think at the core of David Icke's stuff, he kind of believes that no one should be told what to do. He's kind of a libertarian to the level of like we even as humans in our biology are not even up to the full capacity of the parameters of what our liberty should be. We should be fucking one energetic force. Although I will say this, I wonder, right? He doesn't say this specifically, although I know he is into psychedelics. I wonder if people getting into psychedelics and like taking mushrooms or acid or even smoking weed to a degree is the changing of that frequency is changing of the frequency that apparently we can see in these kind of you know this potential like how can we get all these ideas what is tapping into the ether what is is there an infinite amount of ideas how does jimmy how did jimmy hendrix find them riffs do you know what i mean did he just get did he refuse to accept the parameters for frequency that he could see and tap into something more. What is genius, you know? That's what I like about this, is that there is kind of this, you know, that's that's what I dig. I like the fact that there's some universal knowledge that can be tapped into, or a greater potential for humanity, you know, beyond kindness. Like, you know, from, from, from a, um, I don't know, I don't, oh, fuck. No, there, yeah. 
Are we fucking better than anyone else? I must knock my fucking table down, spill a load of water. Look, I'd love to hear your conspiracy theories, um, the light ones. And I'll maybe do, if you like this, I'll do more in the future. If you don't like this, don't you worry. Guess what's coming next week? We're going Eurovision fever, baby. I'm going to tell you what the greatest Eurovision songs are that Ireland have ever put into the Eurovision. I don't care if they didn't win. I don't care if they didn't even place in the top three. I am finally putting Ryan Dolan's Only Love Survives against Johnny Logan. And we're going to see who the winner is in the Battle of the Irish Eurovision edition. If you would like to support the pod, if you'd like to hear more kind of one-topic podcasts, I've also done some on Star Wars. I've done some on WrestleMania. I've done some on RuPaul, emo songs, and all different sorts on the Patreon, which you can subscribe to for the equivalent of a price of a pint a month if you're into that. If not, you can hear me here every week. I am here for you. And add me on the social, Tony Horror on all the social, including TikTok, which I'm fucking loving. Once you just get over, once you just, once the algorithms realize that you don't want to be seeing young browsers, it really turns into a lot of very funny videos and people being very gas online. So follow me on TikTok. Anyway, um, best of luck to you. Keep watching the skis and Queen's fucking lizard. Bye bye.